Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Well, we're having to go a little bit old school on today's edition of Oilers Now. Minor technical difficulties with our ISDN hookups. We're working on that as we speak. Uh, Reed Wilkins will be in studio at 2 o'clock. Jack Michaels, Rob Brown, myself will join Reed uh, with the Oilers pregame show. And then obviously Jack and me will be calling the game uh, for 630 Chet and the Oilers radio network, uh, which will be at Rogers Place tonight. We bring aboard for the River Cree Resort and Casino, multiple dining options, including the brand new Italia. Uh, Elliot Friedman. But before we do, we're going to go to the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Ziggy Holby has texted me. And he says this, Bob, can you ask Elliot if he can show us his pet bird that is currently living in his beard on TV tonight? So that was a pet beard, a pet bird in his beard uh, on TV tonight. That comes to us from Ziggy Poppy. Elliot, uh, do you have, can you confirm or deny that you actually have a pet bird living in that beard? If there's a bird in there, there's probably more than one. That's what I would say. <laughs> How many no, times? I gotta we- tell you, there was a guy. There was like I gotta tell you last night. So when you work like a double shift, part of the deal is that you know Sportsnet brings in a meal for you, right? Oh. And so last night they brought in pasta, and I was careful because like that's not stuff you want all over my beard when I'm on. But Bexa was complaining that the garlic from the pasta was all over my beard and it stunk up the whole studio. Like he says, I can smell the garlic on your breath. And I said, it's not in my breath. It's all over the beard. And I can't believe we got through the segment. It was pretty funny. Well, uh, you know, Dustin Penner once uh, wasn't quite ready for what uh, Kevin Biaxo was bringing, but there might be some other guys out there that might be willing to take that shot once in a while. Actually, I got to tell you, I think he's pretty good. I think he's really good. You know, Bob, I I think he's excellent at it. And, 
you know, I think if you if this is something he wants to do and he seems to be interested, um, he'll be able to do it for a long time. Well, uh, it's either that or him and Ryan Kessler, when Kessler's officially retired, uh, you know, convince Francesco Accolini to let them run the Vancouver Canucks. So we'll wait and see on that front. Uh, okay. And, and by the way, so you guys, just, just, just to clarify here, on when you guys work doubles like that, uh, Sportsnet brings in food. Uh, I believe Sid Smith is currently driving back from Camar. This would be something foreign. That, see, that's the difference between uh, TV and radio. Uh, yeah. we, get, we get bottled water at uh, Chorus when we come in to uh, broadcast the games. I'm just having some fun with you. So uh, before we get to we before we get this, let's face it. This is this has been wild as of what's gone on here. You got, you know, I'm the one that said Pittsburgh in two over Montreal. I mean, you got the the, the Penguins are on the ropes. The the Maple Leafs, Columbus, to me, you know, Columbus pulled off a playoff upset last year. Not quite. To me, that's, that wouldn't be a massive upset. Chicago up on Edmonton, you know, we respect their championship pedigree. But that said, the Oilers were a favorite. It's been fun, hasn't it? What's going on here? It has been fun. It's It's got a real March Madness feel to it. You know, the fact that there's six elimination games today, I mean, we're not used to that. And, um I've enjoyed August hockey. I've enjoyed the games. And you know, I think the other thing that really helps, Bob, is that the games have been more competitive than I think a lot of us expected. They've been nastier. They've been edgier. Um, you know, the hitting's been really hard. The, the emotions have been very fierce. Like, the players aren't cheating us out of what we're used to in terms of playoff hockey. I mean, I, I'm, I'm with you. I don't think Columbus over Toronto is an upset, but that last night was a collapse of the highest order. You, you can't have that happen to you. Um, and I think it's going to be very interesting to see how shell-shocked Toronto is or isn't uh, when they get into the game tonight. So, But I, I do agree with you. I think the quality of entertainment has been high, and I would admit higher than I expected. You do recall, Elliot, that Jack and me broadcast a game where the Anaheim Ducks scored three goals in the final four minutes to force overtime and beat Edmonton 4-3 in game number five of their series back in 2017. And they, by the way, did, the I, rep- did, I, did I ever tell you what, what happened with uh, that broadcast? No, go for it. So I, I, that was the game where Kessler held the leg, right? Yes, yes. So... <laughs> So I went on air and I showed that, and the Ducks went wild. Someone at the league told me about this later. Uh, the Ducks went wild. They were like, they were mad that I made a big deal out of it, and they were like, Elliot Friedman's only making a big deal out of this because he works at Hockey Night in Canada and he wants the Oilers to win. And I just started laughing. Like, I thought it was really funny. And, uh,. And so the league told me about it later on. They were, they said, you have no idea how mad the Ducks were at you that night. They were like, you're cheating because you're interested in hockey night because you you work for Hockey Night in Canada. And oh, you I, should not you you should not have told our listeners that right now. No, no, it was so funny because you know how emotional everybody gets during the playoffs. Like eventually, somebody from the Ducks came up to me and they were kind of like sheepish about it. And I was like, I don't care. Like, you know, like, it's funny. Like, you guys are trying to win. Edmonton's trying to win. I saw it happen. I was like, it was just, I never took it personally. I kind of laughed. I thought it was hilarious. But that did happen that night. I was told about it later. You know what? I'm here to tell you, Elliot, and I'm serious about this. I was so angry at the end of the first period in that game. 
Scott Slaff had injured Andre Sekra. Uh, Nick Ritchie had gone in and absolutely obliterated Chris Russell with a late hit that was not called. And yep. Kessler was Kessler was working over uh, Connor McDavid. And, you know, and I, I am a guy who once went back at George LaRocque after he hit me in non-contact. And I was serious. I knew George wasn't going to take the fight, but still, if I had if I had been 15 years younger, even though I was nowhere near good enough, there would there was 50,000 guys I know in Edmonton. I might not know that many, but would have been completely prepared to go out there and stick Ryan Kessler right, you know where. And that was before that play happened at the end of the game, right? So it was. I mean, that was, and that's the emotion of it, right? That's that's what you yeah. feel about it when you're connected. To those, I never knew the Ducks are the last organization that should be whining about anything. That's the well, yeah, that. I mean, I, like it, this is this is the passion that yeah. pays all our salaries. Right. So I have I have no problem with it. Like I I just laugh. Like I. Yeah, I mean, the Oilers scored 20 seconds into the second period in that game. Drysaddle scored off the wing, and Edmonton. You know, you just you just think about it. I mean, the Oilers lose that one. It is a comparable to what Toronto went through, and then the Oilers came out. Uh, nasty in Game Six, blew the Ducks out seven-one, and you, and I've got a lot of you know a lot of guys I know, former players in particular, like Edmonton's up seven-one in the third period, and there's a melee in the corner, and you know the Milan Lucic needed to be a little bit more assertive with Ryan Kessler. He was on the ice, he needed to get him, and that's that's how guys thought that were 15 years older than this yeah. current generation of players was that's, you know, in a 7-1, I mean, I remember the Oilers and the Flames, Elliot, 86, Dave Semenko grabbing Tim Hunter when the Oilers were pumping him in game six, and he just destroyed Tim Hunter's face because it was time for, you know, time for a little bit of payback. So, all right, so it has been fun. Who's Who's got more pressure, Montreal or check that, uh, Pittsburgh or Edmonton? Which team do you think feels more pressure today? I, I, I always I, I would always give the edge to the Canadian team. Uh, I think the pressure is always higher in Canada. Um, you know, obviously, I think the pain. I mean, it's, it's not a great situation for either team. I mean, I know there's not fans there um, to really ramp it up, but I always say there's more pressure on the Canadian team. So I would say you guys. Yeah. Um, strange series, Edmonton and Chicago. You know what I mean? Like. Like they've had like five ricochet goals. Three or four goals have gone in the net off of Oilers' play. It's just been, but Edmonton hasn't done a great job covering the points. And, you know, you have McDavid, you got the theater. And, and that's part of it for you guys, Elliot, is there has been the theater between the Oilers and the Hawks so far. You know, I think when I look at your series, and I was I was looking at some of the stuff this morning, just some, some little bit of some parts of the games I marked and stuff. Like, to me, the difference in your series right now, Bob, is that you go to, you look at game three for Chicago and you see how much they leaned on Kirby Dock, okay? And Chicago has found other guys besides the expected guys in this series who really carried the mail. Dock has been a difference maker. Um, I just look at your group and... You know, it's time to give your nuclear weapons some help. They need more, like Cassian, Athanasiu. Um, they need 100%. more from some, some of those guys. It, like Chicago's non-superstars, and Doc someday might be a superstar. I mean, it's a third overall pick. Doc, like their non-superstars, they've played. 
your guys, not enough of them. And that's got to change tonight. Well, Doc's leading the Hawks in minutes played. He's got four assists in three games. Elliot, he's going to be across. He's going to be across between Getzlaff and Ryan Johansson. Okay, that's what he's going to end up being, like a big right shot, skilled guy uh, that's got a little bit of a mean streak, and probably because he's been raised around Jonathan Taze and Brent Seabrook and Keith and Kane, that's helped him. I think progress. It would not surprise me in the least if he's, I've said it on the show, he's going to be a better player than Jack Hughes. That's my prediction. I'm going to stand by it. So, I mean, just the, the size, I mean, size does matter in, in these situations. You're a 5'10", 5'11 player versus a six foot four right shot center. Uh, if I had told you, Elliot, that the Edmonton Oilers would be at 41.7% on the power play and Corey Crawford would have an 859 save percentage for the first three games, would you have thought the Oilers would have swept the Hawks? Yes, I think I would have felt that way, 100%. I mean, but we know where you guys are good. Um, and in Chicago has to, uh, I, uh, Chicago has to do a much better job at being disciplined. Like you can't take stupid penalties against your guys. I, I'm just amazed. And we talked about you know Bieksa and how good he's been. Like the thing you notice right away in Game One of the series is that I'm amazed at how much that left zone draw in your zone has killed you guys. Um, like Taves is doing whatever he wants there. Um, you know, before that late second period power play goal by Chicago, I mean, how many times did he win and or they win and him draw it back to Kane, and then Kane had the ability to create from back there? Um, it's a small thing, but it's turned out to be a really big thing. But like to me, that's the difference: is that their best players, whether it's been like Olimata, whether it's been Connor Murphy. Um, they've had guys step up and, and be di- whether it's Doc, step up and be difference makers at certain times. You guys haven't had enough of that yet. Jonathan Taze is at 57.7% in the face-off circle, and yet the Hawks have only won 45% of the draws in the series. So everybody yeah, else I think, is good. I think everyone's been in that one spot. <laughs> exactly. All right, I, so Edmonton and Chicago, uh, you know, uh, we, we're not sure who the goaltender is going to be for the Oilers. Would you consider going back to Mike Smith after Cost? I would. The last? I would. I, I know I might not be in the majority on that one. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me for a couple of reasons. Number one, um, you know, obviously Tippett is predisposed to Smith, so I think that wouldn't surprise me. Number two. Um, you know, Koskinen hasn't done anything that says it absolutely has to be his net. Uh, and number three, you know, I'm not to say that Koskinen isn't competitive. I hate that. But Smith's competitive really bleeds out. And I could see Chippett saying, I, I want that because I hope it bleeds into my team. Yep, that's fair. Absolutely. So the Oilers and the Hawks, uh, one of six elimination games. Florida is out. Uh, some would say they were surprised Florida won a game in that series. Well, Islanders look pretty good, no surprise. I'm going to tie this to uh, Mitch Korn being with the Islanders organization now. And yeah. the difference that Nashville has looked as an organization since he's left. Like, you, you watch that Nashville-Arizona series. I don't know how much you've seen it. 
But the, Arizona could easily be done in that series. Nashville, in my mind, has outplayed them in all three games. They got, a, I mean, Arizona got a fluky goal to go up one nothing in game one. You know, it was a one-goal game ultimately. Darcy Kemper stole game three. Preds yeah. haven't been. Preds have not been the same organization since Mitch Corn went and left and joined the Washington Cow. It's crazy what's gone on there. I mean, it's. And uh, Arizona's poised to, and Gary Bettman would be happy because it's kind of been his pet, his pet project, but Arizona's poised for the upset there against Nashville. Um, you know, I, I think that you're right, Kempers. I don't know if I would say Arizona, Nashville's was the better team so much and necessarily in game one. Even with the fluke goal, I thought Arizona was the better team. But, yes, um, I think generally Kemper has been the MVP of that series. i, I got to tell you, you know, like we're talking about if you would have told me, would you have believed this? You know, Forsberg, Arvidsson, Johansson didn't have a great regular season, but they've been really good. Did we lose Elliot? Still on the line, might be driving through a tunnel. Okay. Uh, just a quick update, Arizona and Nashville playing right now, currently at Rogers Place. They're five minutes into the period. Spoiler alert, uh, they are scoreless, and the Nashville Predators are out shooting Arizona 6-1. Brendan, if you can let me know when you've got Elliot again, I'll tell you right now, Roost Chris Steakhouse, the greatest steak you've ever had. Edmonton owned and operated from Wednesday through Sunday from 5 p.m. until close. Head down to Jasper, 9990 Jasper Avenue. Tell Brendan, Maggie, and Taylor, and the staff at Roost Chris at Oilers now sent you. Elliot Friedman is today's headliner, touchback safety, a family business taking care of your family during uncertain times, training sessions still readily available. Have we negotiated contact with Elliot again, Brendan? Yeah, sorry about that, Bob. I must have hit a dead spot. But like I was saying that that, that Grandland Duchesne tourist line, I, yeah. I don't know what's happened to those guys. They, they've been terrible. And uh, Arizona, they're really opportunistic. Like, Whenever it seems, whenever Garland or Hall or somebody there gets a scoring chance, they bury it. Elliot, Calgary, Winnipeg. Uh, you know, obviously everything changed after Game One. I mean, you lose Shifley. Everything changed in the first period of Game One on the Shifley yep. injury. Liney doesn't finish the series. What if I told you, Elliot, I would not be surprised if Patrick Liney was traded in the offseason. I, I would disagree with that. Now, I would have said before that I could see that happening. I I don't see that happening anymore. I, I think that I, I think the relationship between you know, one of the things I, I I really heard that happened was it wasn't only last year about money. It was also about the role. And I think between the organization and Line A and Line A's agent, he's rep by Mike Liu. I think they talked a lot about what the expectations were and what they wanted to see that was better and different. And I think both sides lived up to that bargain. And I would be surprised. I, I would be. A year ago, Bob, I would have said, yeah, maybe. I would be surprised if that happened now. I thought him as a player and them as an organization together really grew this year. Uh, regarding Calgary, Winnipeg, did Camp Talbot, I mean, look, Winnipeg was playing, you know, an entire minor league line uh, for much of that series. And a lot of people like the Jets. They have a soft spot for the Jets. They're a bit like the Saskatchewan Rep Riders in the CFL. But did Camp Talbot outplay Connor Hellebuck in the series? 
Because he at least uh, played him. He, he did. He at least played he him did. even. Yeah. No, he he outplayed him. I, I know. Like, Talbot did a really good job. Um, you know, I, I thought he'd be the goalie because he was the safe conservative pick, and that's the way coaches tend to do it. But it's clear there that the goalie coach Sigalette and um, Ward they knew their goalies. He, I thought he did a great job. I he definitely outplayed him. He beat him. Like I, I don't like. You know, I don't like uh, taking credit away from people who deserve it. I thought Talbot did a great job. I'm happy for Cam. He's a good guy, and I'm, I'm yeah. you know, I know there's a lot of, I know there's a lot of fans in Edmonton that hate everything about Calgary, and uh, you know, Kachuk obviously was a terrific player. I mean, that was a big factor in that series early. We kind of got ripped off because I did take Calgary in five. Elliot might be the only one I got right because I also took the Rangers to beat Carolina. Shows what I know. Well, uh, we'll be watching you this weekend. Uh, thank you for your time, Elliot. All right, let's hope for some game fives, Bob. Absolutely. That is Elliot Friedman from NHL Hockey and Rogers for the River Creek Resort Casino. He is our Oilers now headliner for touchback safety, a family business. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. To your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Let's take care of your family during uncertain times. Training sessions still readily available. We'll take a quick time out. You're listening to orders now. Hi, this is Leon Dreisaitl from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chat. Text us on the athlete five floor deck line. He says, Bob, leadership and everyone needs to play their role and win game four. Remember, it only took three years for Taze, Kane, and Keith to win their first Stanley Cup. So, not buying the BS about years to mature. Go out and get the damn job done. Uh, okay, degree of truth to that, but in fairness, uh, Kaze and Tane went into a situation where Seabrook and Keith were already established as legitimate high-end top four defensemen. And when you want to talk about leadership, Brent Seabrook was, and I know the analytics guys don't like him now, but there was a time in this league when he was a hell of a, you know, that was a, that was a number one pairing. And Brent Seabrook was the guy that when the dirt needed to be done, he would do the dirt. Ask David Backus. David Backus was targeting all of the Team Canada players uh, for fights, including going after Taze. And Brent Seabrook told players on St. Louis he was going to knock him the blank out. And guess what Brent Seabrook did? He knocked David Backus the blank out. And sometimes, for you old school guys, you're probably pretty good with that. You know, you love those sort of stories. Let's get to, any, or, uh, let's get to the owners now. Injury report for James H. Brown. Injury lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Trent Brown, Jim Brown, the staff at James H. Brown want you to stay safe and stay positive. All right, Bob, uh, I, nothing on the Oilers' front. I haven't seen anything on Twitter. Obviously, they uh, did not have that pregame availability today, so no news on uh, Adam Larson. Tyler Ennis obviously didn't look like he was anywhere close to a return. So uh, Steven Stamkos working his way back from a lower body issue. Won't be ready for tomorrow's round-robin game against Philly. Head coach John Cooper says he is out indefinitely for now. Jets forward Mark Shifley did suffer what Paul Maurice called a crushing Achilles injury, although he added 
won't likely be a long-term problem. Patrick Laine, meanwhile, had a sprained hand, apparently couldn't even grip a stick. Golden Knights forward Max Pacioretty has been out since the second week of training camp is, quote, closer than on the horizon, according to Peter DeBoer. Vegas plays Colorado tomorrow. Vegas has got a, Vegas and Colorado. Those two teams are good. It is 12:58 in Edmonton. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell when we come back from NHL Hockey and Rogers. Louis DeBrusque. Oilers now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio 6:30. Chad.